Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, and that time again for the Wrestling with the Willies podcast. Today, we're talking about a SummerSlam 19, uh, 2020 edition. And I'm here with Jeremy because everybody else is uh, tired or too busy or whatever doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, I don't think we're going to talk about the kickoff show again, mostly because we didn't watch it because we usually don't. But, but it was like, a pop uh, cruise and MVP, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that probably MVP won or something. I think that MVP won it legit. <laughs> from Apollo Crews, like, on Raw or something like that. So it would only make sense if MVP won again. But, uh, so first uh, match was Bailey versus Asuka. And the... No, nope, Apollo get... Crews won, dude. Oh, Apollo Crews really won? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Well, good thing you yeah. back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck, man? Uh, but... <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? It's like they do that and then they drop it off. Of the, the Hurt Business, man. Way to go. No. <laughs> well, well, they banned uh, uh, Benjamin and Lashley from ringside. Oh, so it was just so MVP by himself. So that means probably on Raw or something like that that they'll do it again. Well, shit with payback being people. only a week from now. I mean. Yeah, I know. They'll do like, another one where, <laughs> where he'll win it back. It's like, holy shit. I mean. There's only, what, three days between, well, like the SmackDown people it'll before and they'll be setting up for payback. So it's yeah, like I know. It seems SmackDown will be kind of weird. Seems yeah. super weird knowing that they're only doing it within a week. I don't think they've ever done that. At least they give it like two weeks, but still, that was like, like yeah, I don't stressful know if enough. Ever... It's like doing a bunch of shit. So, I don't think Payback's going to have a whole lot of fucking bullshit on it anyway. But, uh, okay. So, pretty much the pay-per-view started with Bailey versus Asuka. And I definitely... Uh, um, that's one thing for sure about this whole pay-per-view is that all the matches were pretty good. Like, there was not a bad match on the card at, at all. I mean, I, I honestly thought some other matches were, like, better than others, but this one definitely was good just because Oscar is always good. And I know that you don't care for Bailey, but it, it looks like at least she could keep up with Oscar during this match. And it made sense how she uh, beat Oscar too. 
How's yeah, this was one of from cheap Bailey's better matches, I would say. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, I yeah, think I'm she did two other critic. good matches with her, like when they were in NXT too. So, but I, yeah, I'm, you're you're right. I'm a big critic of Bailey's, and I would say I was fairly entertained with this match. Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I definitely think that this was like I don't know, like. Uh, I couldn't say that it could be better, but probably at least like three stars for me, just because it was. I'm like, yeah, you pr- pretty much had a feeling that Bailey was going to retain, and for somehow, some way, Sasha was going to retain or lose the belt, and that, or at least everybody was hoping that there would be like comeuppance between them. Uh, for Sasha, like eventually, like turning on fucking Bailey. So at least they kind of did that. I think most of the predictions that I've watched from people were, were there saying that Bailey was no matter what going to retain. It makes sense. <clears throat> I'm trying to show the whole uh, she needs Sasha more than Sasha needs Bailey t- type of thing. So what do you think? Oh, the stars, I would say three. Yeah, I would agree. That and it's that's going to be a recurring theme for me, honestly. Tonight, um, I think they were, you know, but we'll we'll talk about it more. But yeah, I uh, definitely think that most of the matches were like there's not a whole lot of standout matches for me on the on this card anyway. Like I think the main one that I was like intrigued with what they were going to do was the Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman match anyway. So I knew that that was the main one that I was like, please, please be good. But, uh, and then I think it was, was it the Raw Tag tag Team Championship match? Yeah, it was Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza was the next match. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was that one or the Mandy or the Dominic one because I I think that was there was a, there was a cut before that match where, Dominic was talking to Ray about not interfering. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. So that's probably what you're remembering. But, uh, yeah, I definitely like this match. I mean, I definitely think that they need to do more with Andrade, especially them trying to show, like, that they're having problems the whole time. Like, they haven't really tried to, like, find out if they're going to break up the tag team or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. I definitely think that it would have worked better if they had Randy Orton be like the team leader, like how they did it on Raw one day where he was involved in the match. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> and like he focused them up to get the win. I mean, that would have been totally, it would have totally made sense. But I mean, whatever. I mean, like even then, like I was talking about when we were watching it, how. It would be cool if, like, uh, I think his name is Santo Escobar, who used to be Fantasmo or Del, something Del Fantasma or whatever that was on the indie scene. I don't, I don't remember if he was from CMML or AAA or one of the other ones. But uh, what's it called? If they brought up their little trio and combined them with them, I think their stable would be awesome. But. Of course, that would be too many people on Raw or SmackDown right now. I think they're SmackDown people, right? No. They're Raw so, people. 
Oh, shit. So, yeah, that would make sense why they don't, because uh, Seth and all them, like, getting overcrowded as it is. Well, I think, yeah, we'll get to that when we talk about Seth. I, but, um, but, yeah, so um, this was another good match, I thought. Yeah, uh, I did. I'm a big, and I'm one at, at the beginning. Street profits kind of were un, kind of annoying because they were much of a more of a comedy type act than anything else. But as they've wrestled more and more, I I've tend to like them a lot more than. Um, yeah, I, I definitely to. think Montez Ford is like the main reason why the street profits got over too. Just like how much charisma that he ends up having, and like it, it just like I don't know, just is infectious for everybody. I think, and I think that's initially why they got over in the first place. Well, because I didn't care for their comedy skits at first either, and then it seems like I'm surprised that they're still champions right now. Like I can't, like I would have thought that they would have probably. I don't know. They kind of like don't really do much for their tag division. Seems like because the last people that had them was the Viking Raiders, I think, before they had them. Mm. Or no, I don't remember who they lost them to. I think the Viking. It was Raiders the Viking Raiders, them, so. I think. Um. But uh, yeah, that's why I'm just like, dude, they don't do enough for them. So that's why I'm surprised knowing that Street Street Profits still had the belts. I mean, it's still good, though. I mean, I definitely love how Montez Ford could flip himself in the air with his splashes. Like, he could pretty much go everywhere and flip himself around if he needs to. Mm -hmm. So so I think that's tight. So, like... uh, I'm just intrigued with what they do with Andrade and Angel Garza, if they're going to break them up or if they're going to feud with each other or whatever. I I know that they have to do something because obviously Selena Vega isn't doing good enough job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, so was it Sonya Deville next versus Mandy Rose or was it Dominic um, versus Seth Rollins? Uh, it was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Okay, yeah, definitely the the promos off of the this stuff leading up to it. Definitely best feud out of all of them. I I should just say like my whole like th- uh pretty much all the ratings for these matches I think are three stars for me anyway. I don't think all of them were like super great. So oh yeah, there wasn't one that was like over the top incredible match yeah like um, there and there's like i don't know most of them were like they were good but they weren't like holy crap what were they trying like it wasn't trying to do anything like super crazy which is su- surprising for a summer slam you would think that some of the people would be going all out or whatever but i definitely like this match though because they didn't give a lot to like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville for the longest time. They were together for, I don't know, like three or four years or something on the main roster. And then they didn't really do much. Uh, Oh, look at that on this, on the results that I have on here. It says that it's hair versus hair match. (laughs) Well, it was originally. And then they changed it on SmackDown to be the, 
the loser leaves WWE. Mm. I oh, think because they, <laughs> yeah, I think because that wouldn't have went over well. Well, I mean, like, somebody losing their hair, involved. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so they were gonna change it, and I think you know, obviously, um, with uh, Sonya Deville's uh, issue a week or two ago, we kind of knew the result of what was yeah. gonna happen because she yeah. she's probably needing time off to deal with. Stuff. Yeah, and she was like practically squashed in this match. I mean, Sonya Deville did put some uh, stuff in, but it felt like a complete like squash match. From yeah, the, which was kind of surprising to me because I, I mean, I, I knew they had the to, opposite. but but well, except for the fact that we knew, like I was saying just a minute ago, was that um we knew Sonya Deville would be the one taking time off and we know when she comes back she won't be Sonya Deville anymore and yeah. that's how they'll get around the the whole loser leaves WWE thing even though she comes back she'll come back as somebody else um but well i mean it's not but like i was surprised before i yeah <laughs> i was surprised that they they uh well, shoot, AJ Styles came back, what, two weeks after he was supposedly buried alive. But, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so I was surprised at how the match went, though. I would have expected it to be back and forth and then Sonya yeah, lose. pretty much Mandy Rose. Do- but, yeah. Because like, was- Sonya Deville did a little bit of stuff, but then, like, oh, God, it's like Mandy Rose, come on. especially at the end. She kneed her in the face like four or five times. Then did or when she did it like two times. Then she did her finisher on her. Then on top of that, then she kneed her in the face again, <laughs> like right in with like five minutes. So she was making it definite that she wasn't getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm totally fine for that anyway. Like I mean, it seems like Mandy Rose the way that she, way her moveset is seems like she would be like able to wreck people anyway they just haven't given her the opportunity to do so Mm -hmm. so i definitely like the match anyway though but uh, i think probably my least favorite but i was surprised about it was the dominic mysterio versus seth rollins one though yeah i would agree and i that's where i was gonna say you know what we would get to later is i'm not a big fan of Seth Rollins at this point. I think they're they're pushing him too much. I know he's a good wrestler, but I don't think he deserves to be where he is. And, yeah. And I and I might be in the minority for that, but I like today I really think and we'll get into the results, but I don't feel he should have won. Yeah, I definitely don't think he should have won. I think that's the main reason why I think this is my least favorite one was because I was like, taking into account that it was his first match, like, practically ever. I mean, like, I don't think he was out on the indies doing any wrestling matches. So I think this is his first, like, legit, like, match that he actually wrestled in. And he didn't do that bad. I mean, like, you could tell that he's a bit green, or like the way that they say it. 
like you could tell that he ha- isn't that great at it, but like you could tell he's got like potential. So that's why I was like surprised, especially he did a decent frog splash, and like most of the moves, and he did the best spot of the night, which is surprising with the like to me, the uh, the uh, what's it called the, uh, the leg sweep the with leg the kendo sweep. Yeah, with, with the, the kendo, kendo sweep stick. through the table. I definitely thought, because I don't think I've ever seen that spot ever. So I liked how they ended up doing that, <laughs> that move in the, the, the match. And, and it seemed like I saw a few uh, moves in this match or like in the whole pay-per-view that I didn't see before. Like a few... Uh, it's so weird, like seeing some people pull out different moves that I wasn't expecting. Like, mm-hmm. because most times they usually do the same moves all the damn time, but that was definitely like the one that stood out. And I thought that that would have been the finish. And then he did the frog splash after that. And then Seth kicked out again. I'm like, six, uh, he kicked out after that. I was like, dude, I would have thought that, that would have been the finish. So, like, it was a bit overbooked, and I definitely, like, the whole, like, you did this, and then he stomped him at the end. I was like, okay, really? Did you need to do that? I know, right? Gonna do that. If you were going to do that, you should have might as well brought the wife in and did that in front of him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, handcuffed them both and did that, and then uh, unhandcuffed uh, Dominic and pinned him or something. You're gonna do that, like, because I thought that was kind of stupid. But I mean, the eye for an eye match where he threw up, like, fucking ruined it for me too. And I, I know, think right? ever since then, where they're like, "Oh yeah, he's so sadistic and this and that," I'm like, "Sorry, that goes against it when he throws up. That means it physically disturbed him so much that he had to throw up, even though that he did it like before then." But so you're trying to say that he's sadistic? If he was sadistic. It wouldn't phase him at all. He would be laughing or some shit, like the fiend, right? That's mm-hmm. like something that the fiend would probably do. It's like trying to like gouge eyes out and shit. But like, I think that's the main problem that I have with Seth Rollins right now is like them booking him into stupid situations. Like, what did this have to do? Like, this didn't help him at all. <laughs> like, honestly, this didn't do jack shit for him right now. Like, if anything, it hurt Dominic because, like, if they're going to have him in any matches after this, do you think so? Probably not. Oh, did you realize that um, what Seth was wearing? Oh, yeah. He was mocking and, like, kind of mocking Seth. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, Halloween Havoc back in 1997. See, that's what I thought it was, was the purple uh, outfit that he was wearing. Yep, yep. Because that's what it looked like to me, anyway. Like uh, on Takeover uh, Thirty or whatever, I couldn't tell what uh, because Johnny Gargano came out with something, but I couldn't tell what it is. You know, on all the Takeovers, he does mm-hmm. like a certain gear set for like whatever Marvel or whatever. So, yeah. So I couldn't place that one. I'll probably have to look that up later. But that's the one thing that I do like about Seth Rollins is that he does change his gear every once in a while to be like doing whatever like somebody and then like I saw a picture where 
it showed like all the different rings. So was that Ray's wife or is that Ray's mom? I think that's what it was saying. Was it was Dominic's? Uh, uh, I think it was his wife or something. I couldn't tell what they said at first. It said Angie, Angie Mysterio, but is that? Yeah, I thought that was he was saying that it was his wife, okay. and then her mom or like his mom, Dominic's mom or whatever. But I could be wrong. I mean. Because she looked kind of older to be like with Raymond. That's Mysterio, what it so. seemed like. That's what I was wondering. So that's. But I mean, bad. some people are into like older. No, nope, his so. wife. <laughs> his it's his wife. His wife's name's Angie Gutierrez. Oh, okay. So yeah. So um, I guess Ray Mysterio yeah. likes older women. I guess I don't know, or at least she or she like just. Yeah, woman. I was just gonna say. He was <laughs> born in seventy four. Um, they got married in '96. Dang. Let's see. But uh, so that's kind of cool. Anyway, like that's why I was saying, like, and she was born why. in the '70s. It doesn't say when she was born. I don't know why WWE does this shit too. It's like eh, doing the whole cutaway move, like Braun Strowman, like choke slamming uh Bray Wyatt on the concrete, mm-hmm. where they physically don't show it. And it's mostly because safety for the wrestlers, but it's like if you're gonna show it, you gotta like at least do something. You don't just like pan away and then you show him on the concrete because you know that we all think that it's fake. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're all like, and we have it in our head. Oh yeah, that's why they did that shit. So it does nothing towards this feud, but then they're like, oh, but see, Braun Strowman is so horrible. But they do this shit all the time. That's the main thing that kills me every time. It's like, you take me out of it trying to, like, the uh, immersiveness when it comes to this stuff, and then they do this stuff all the time, and it uh, like breaks it for me. I'm trying to be like, in the zone where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to believe this as a wrestling match. And then it's like, they do this every time where it's like, it breaks it. I'm like, if you're watching a bad movie where you're watching certain scenes play out and you're like, no, that's really dumb. No, hell no. And then you just hate that movie from then on. Mm -hmm. WWE does that shit all the time. Like all the time. But, uh, so that's uh, it just kills me, but uh, I guess we'll start talking about I guess Sasha versus Oscar now. Yeah, that yeah. this was my favorite match of the night, actually. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, other than the Braun Strowman versus Fiend one, really, I, I like the Drew versus Randy Orton one, but it was just really weird. But the I definitely think that uh, Sasha is so underrated. Like, oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah. I've said that like, before. I think, and this thing where she, anyways, she she gets a title and she doesn't keep it for very long. Yeah, and they and they said it on commentary. You know how most of the time, whenever they say shit on commentary. Usually that leads to like doing the opposite, right? Where they're like, "Oh well, if she hasn't fully defended it on a pay per view, then maybe this is her time where she does." And then it didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm, I, I like this match a lot. 
I definitely think it was better than the Bailey one, but I definitely think that Sasha is a better wrestler than Bailey is. No, uh, I I still enjoy Bailey's wrestling and stuff like that, but I still think that uh, Sasha Banks is probably the best one out of the four horsemen of women, and I think the main reason why a lot of people are putting Charlotte as number one is because of Charlotte and it's Ric Flair's daughter, right? I think they uh, like in a lot of problems. It's like the Seth Rollins thing, right? I think the main issues when it comes to this stuff is that they ain't giving some of these guys some time off, right? They're mm-hmm. telling all these stories in like a six month period, and you try to figure out why Charlotte and Seth are like super oversaturated or overbooked in their matches, and they try to figure out why people used to care for them, now they don't. Like, you see, like, Roman came out, he would have probably gotten a pop if he came out and wrecked house, right? He would have probably gotten a massive pop when he did it. But it was mostly because they haven't seen him in forever. But if he was doing that shit for, like, six months where he was beating people, like, senselessly... And stuff like that, and they were constantly putting him in title matches. They would fucking turn on him too, and they do this all the time. They oversaturate and they overbook these people, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, their wrestling's great, so we'll just have these three as the main ones in all storylines." And they try to figure out why, because they got like two hundred fucking people on their rosters, right? They have a million different people. Like, you could just take a break off of, like, Seth Rollins for, like, a month, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have him not show up for, like, a month. And then add another pay-per-view, he comes out and does, like, whatever. Like, a storyline or whatever. You can have him, like, and that at least builds up somebody else to take the place. And not everybody being, like... Uh, at least you give some time to other guys. It's like Keith Lee. And Keith Lee, they already ju- they didn't surprise anybody, or like have them just show up and wreck somebody or something. You know, they just sit there and they're like, "Hey, guess who's showing up on Monday?" Even mm-hmm. though that everybody figured that it was going to happen, and then he lost the takeover. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, it's just like, come on, man. It's like no better. It's like no surprise, no nothing. And then they're like, you'll never see this coming. And then Roman shows up and then you're like, oh shit, I saw it coming. <laughs> I'm not fucking surprised at all. But uh, anyway, <laughs> talking about Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I'm going off on tangents like super bad on this yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it is just me and you, so I mean, we're able to talk a little bit more. Yep, a little bit differently because you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely the at least with the Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton match. Good God, at least Randy. I'm like, I love Randy Orton as a heel and stuff like that, but I still am at a stance where it's like. Does he really need the title to do anything? He doesn't, but this match proved it, though. I mean, it basically, you know, is showing that he doesn't need that. But he can be in the title picture at times. 
you know, unlike certain people that I think, you know, don't really kind of deserve to be there, I could say Randy Orton has done well, enough to warrant, um, especially with him beating the hell out of all these legends, right? And then he goes after Drew. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Some of these where they just decide to, you know, and we'll get to it, at, you know, a little bit later, but when they haven't been anywhere and then all of a sudden they're in the title picture, it's like, wait, what the hell? How did that happen? Like they just skip from going from the bottom to the top yeah, somehow and, and, and then don't have to work to their way up. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I mean, at least guys. Randy Orton has fought Edge twice and he you know, took out Christian. He took, you know, he went after Ric Flair, you know, and he punted uh, Shawn and Michaels. I definitely and, love Randy Orton's gimmick right now, or like his uh, ideals and shit that he's going for right now, where he just sits there and he's like, uh, especially when we were talking about the WrestleMania match, where it was like he didn't want him to wrestle anymore, so he was going after him, right? And then it was like now he's just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm wiping these people off, like I'm, I'm just putting these guys on the shelf because they don't need to be there because I don't want them to be there. Mm-hmm. So and so I like that whole gimmick. It's not like him being like an asshole. Well, it goes along with his legend asshole. killer thing. Yeah. He's got reasons for it, right? So it's like. <laughs> But that's why I honestly think that somebody needs to do the same thing to him. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he, I think, yeah, if, if he's smart, that's how he'll end it for himself. Yeah, like, because it would be the only logical step, right? Like, even now, they could still sow the seeds for that. But I don't know who would be in the place for that. But it would make sense if somebody just was. If you're trying to chop somebody's head off, like, or try to do like a paradigm shift type of thing, like I could still totally see like carrying cross do that that shit, right? Like when they're ready to put him up on the main roster, he just yeah, comes when out he's and not says hurt. TikTok, yeah. and then puts the candle thing or like the what's it called, the timepiece down. And he's like, TikTok, it's blah, blah, blah. And then he just wrecks him the same way. Like, he even puts him out with a punt. Like, if he's trying to go on vacation, like Randy Orton's just taking some time off, he comes out and punts him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it would make total sense. And it would get Karrion Cross like, super over, right? Or at mm-hmm. least I would think so. Because they've been kind of booking him kind of strong lately anyway. Because he's only been in there for like maybe two or three months, and he's already oh, yeah, won he, he won the NXT belt yeah. from Keith Lee, but yeah, he got hurt in the process. Yeah, so, but I mean, separated shoulder ain't so bad. That's like oh, like I know, but it just sucks. You know, you know yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I only know this because I separated my shoulder one time anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? That's why. That's why I can't like. I would much rather see Randy Orton in this spot than fucking Brock Lesnar. At least Randy Orton's there. Oh, all oh the yeah. Time. At least he's there all the time, right? Like he's been in like storylines the whole time. Like, I mean, to a degree, I guess, because it just depends on what they have for him. But it's like you can't 
get somebody else that's newer in there. It's like Keith Lee. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they bring Keith Lee up. They have him do a few squash matches for like a couple of months, and then they run out of things to do. <laughs> and then he stops showing up, and then they don't have anything. And then six months later, then he's just nowhere. It's like even they're doing that with Ricochet, and Ricochet's one of the best fucking guys that they have. He's and not good on the mic, though. I think that's yeah, one of the biggest he's not that great issues. on the mic, but he doesn't have to be. All you need to do is just give him a mouthpiece. You could have given him MVP. What the fuck? Oh, no, I don't disagree. I'm just saying I think that might be what's holding him back. Yeah. They added uh, uh, Cedric. And Cedric is kind of the same way. They're both really good, I think, wrestlers and they're high flyers, but when they talk, they. <laughs> yeah, see, like, I don't remember him talking when he was in Ring of Honor either. I think he was mostly just wrestling. Like, I don't even remember him, like, really talking about anything. I think, uh, unless it was, like, feuding with certain people, but I don't ever think that he ever got on the mic for whatever reason. Same with Ricochet. I don't remember anything with him talking shit either. Mm. But I mean, still, like, to a degree, yeah. But, like, you got to think about fucking Chris Benoit was shit on the mic. And he he was able to put on bangers every night. And then he won the belt at one point. So I don't think it's so much that. I think just uh, people ain't behind them. Like, uh, they, d- they don't think that they're going to go nowhere. And I'm like... That's the that's the main thing that kills me. I love all these guys, most of the most of the wrestlers on the card and shit. I love, but then they just don't give them. Like if they were out at Ring of Honor or whatever, they would be putting on great matches like every fucking day. It's like seeing FTR right now. They're doing like fucking shit they wanted to do in WWE. I'm sure, like they're doing matches like they were doing in NXT. Well, sometimes you know they're the thing is is you got to think about who they're around, right? Because yeah. that's what I keep saying. You know, you a WWE is so large that you there's just so much room that you can have for these guys, right? So it comes down to who they like, just like in any job, right? You know, your bosses like you or they don't, and if they don't like you, you're not getting it as much time. Yep, and you gotta gotta find something that they like to get more time. And yeah, which is crazy anyway. Like, but it's like that. To... I guess what I'm saying is, you, it's like that anywhere though. Like yeah, you at your job, right? And I'm not saying you're bad or good or whatever, but they'll give you certain things to do. You know, because of how they like your work. Yeah, if they don't like your work. You're not going to get the opportunity. So. We may think as outsiders that Joe Blow should get more, more time, or the you know the revival should have been at the top of the tag team division. But yeah. in WWE, somebody else may have outworked them in somebody's opinion, so they didn't get the spots that the revival maybe. Or like they pissed off the wrong people, or something. yeah, that that too. I mean, so you know, we don't. I mean, know. It's definitely uh, you could tell off of like uh, what's it called, Enzo More. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, 
he 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 was an example of if he didn't do what he did, he probably would have still been in WWE. But that dude is kind of a psycho. I mean, so. Well, I don't think he's so much of a psycho. I think the problem with Enzo Amore is that he talks too much shit and he doesn't have a certain respect for the people. Right? But that's what I mean. When, what... You, when you come off like that, you kind of come off as being kind of a psycho. You know what I mean? Because it's like you need to learn know when to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And, that, yeah. You know, so, so you know, yeah. obviously he did not. Yeah, he's oh. definitely somebody that I could figure that definitely just didn't want to uh, keep his mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, once again, I guess we'll talk about the second best match, I guess, and last, where it's uh, Bray Wyatt versus Orwell the Fiend versus Braun Strowman. Definitely couldn't tell if they were trying to push Braun Strowman as a heel now. Because I thought when he came out for his entrance that it sounded like they were booing him. <laughs> like I couldn't tell either that or they were trying to act like they were well, doing his wrong. It's thing. that fake cheers. So you yeah. get be WWE kind of pushing that, right? So I don't know. Like the like I was telling you guys on, on the pay-per-view, I don't know if WWE, like through a, the Thunderdome thing or whatever, if you have the ability to like cheer or boo, like mm-hmm. press a button and and boo, if you do, then I guess the fans were booing him. So if not, then it's probably WWE pushing that narrative. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so. Yeah, I can see it anyway, like the way that they were showing it. But also at the same time, like the. I definitely think that this match ended the way that it should have, but then, like, the whole Roman reveal at the end was just dumb mm-hmm. to me. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but also at the same time, why the fuck? He hasn't showed up since re- before WrestleMania, right? And the COVID stuff's still happening. And then he's talking about taking care of his family, and now he's laying back. And then. And then now he's like, oh, I'm going for the title now. It's like, really? But then also at the same time, you're showing that the Fiend could take a massive amount of punishment, but then he can't take a spear or a Superman punch from Roman Reigns? Really? Come on, man. Just kind of dumb. Just real dumb. But, I mean, that's how they book their pay-per-views, it, it seems like. Oh, you'll never see it coming. I saw it coming, okay? Because I was just talking about at the beginning of the, I think the beginning of the pay-per-view where I was talking about there's rumors that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar was coming back. I was like, great. I'm like, it's good for Roman because I actually like Roman. I definitely think that he's cool, but I definitely think that he's always overbooked. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like the fiend won the damn championship, and then next week at payback, he loses it directly from Roman. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have like a triple threat match between all three of them, and then he'll lose it, and then he'll bury fucking uh, Bray Wyatt even further. But 
whatever. I mean, I could totally be wrong, and it could be like a rematch to Braun Strowman, and then whatever. But that's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be a triple threat match, and then I wouldn't doubt it. I'm, I'm like that's the problem too. Is like even with like the same matches with Brock and Roman. Mm-hmm. Both kind of feel the same to me. Like, I'm just like, fuck, I don't want them to win. And then, like, while I'm watching the match, I'm like, okay, this is good. But please don't have them win. Like, I've constantly had that with Roman, like, this whole time. I like him, and then it's just like, don't win. I don't I don't want to see you win. I would much rather see Daniel Bryan or somebody else win rather than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's one thing. What about Daniel Bryan? Has he been off TV for a little bit or something? Yeah, I haven't seen him. I think he mentioned something about... I think I saw him on SmackDown where he was talking about AJ Styles. But he hasn't been wrestling. Well, I know that... uh, What's he called? Jeff Hardy beat... uh, Yeah, he beat AJ Styles for the Intercontinental belt. It's kind of weird. But... um, Yeah. The way it went down. But... um, well, I mean, the way that they've been doing any of their matches is just kind of weird now. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, I swear, it seems like Vince is just going crazier and crazier all the time now. <laughs> because, like, it just blends into one. Like, the like I wouldn't be surprised at this whole retribution thing. They just kind of end at one point. Because I would have thought that they would have had Retribution come out and wreck the whole thing, right? That's what uh, instead of Roman Reigns, or like had like them come back out again, and then like the reveal was him take off the hoodie and it was him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing like him being the leader of Retribution, that would have been like okay, that would have made sense. That would have been now. Cool. Roman? Fucking Roman, yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. (laughs) Like, what? Like, you would have not seen that shit coming, right? Like, No, you wouldn't have, yeah. They were showing all the people, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. I think if they were to bring CM Punk back, that would be a perfect one, Well, that would have been a good one, too, but also at the same time, like, I'm giving up on the whole CM Punk thing, man. (laughs) So many people are keep on constantly talking about rumors for when CM Punk comes back. I'm just like, dude, by the time that he, if he ever does come back to wrestling, it's just going to be like a cried wolf thing, right? Where I'm just going to sit there and be like, well, fuck, I've heard it so many times. So by the time that it does happen, if it happens, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And I don't even really fucking and like freak out or nothing. I'll just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, CM Punk would be cool for that too. But I mean, like, I was just thinking about main roster people. If you're bringing him back, because like, what, what a surprise! Like, then you would definitely not know what the fuck they're doing, other than it's like, and they could have been like. You could have explained it like, oh, yeah, like you, uh, when I was trying to take care of my family and this and that, and you just got it and you took out my name. You didn't mention me on TV. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. So, you know what? I felt like I'm going to take it from you now. And then 
kind of tried to do uh, do something like that where he was just gonna take it out on everyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that would have probably been a way better story than him just coming out and him being like, "Hey, this is my yard. I give you the title belts if I feel like giving you the title belts." It was just like, "Really? Come on, man." But I guess on that note, you know, that I was killing it off on there, I guess I might as well end this uh, one a little bit earlier than usual, but still. Not much longer. We've been talking for almost 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't think it would be that long, honestly, with just the two of us. Yeah. Well, I've been ranting a little bit, too. So, like, what a surprise that is. Kind of, but uh, not, you know, not too much. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we'll be doing got... another one in a week anyway. So yeah, I guess we're gonna have to do that one, <laughs> and that will probably be us being like, "Oh shit, this is god awful." God. Yeah, I can imagine being a week out from this one. The next yeah week I'm... is not gonna be. See now, like the only thing that I could think of is how they would do payback. Is like they would uh, feature now, to me it would be rematches that... from this it... one. Well, that's what I would think that they um, that's what they would do, but like I would think that they would feature other guys that were not on this pay per view. Like they would do the matches that were they were kind of building uh, up to, and that way, like they, uh, some of the other people were featured. But you know, but, damn well WWE will not do that. It'll almost be I the know. exact. It's always going to be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the exact <laughs> same card, and it'll be payback for the people that lost. So. Um, and then they'll drive up to because I doubt this Roman thing's going to pay off right away. I doubt they're going to have a match between him and Bray Wyatt in a week. I mean, that would yeah. eat, and then because yeah, I tell you what, I wouldn't like it. Like, let's say Bray Wyatt won this week, and then a week later he loses to Roman, then Roman's a damn title holder a week after he returns. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't really? be surprised if what they were doing right there, when he came out and a Superman punched or speared uh, Bray Wyatt, and then he like speared Braun Strowman. A it perfect like one they were would trying be to for... set up triple threat for payback. But that's but, crap. I mean, you're telling me, but I mean they set up stupid crap all the damn time. If there's any payback, it should be between. Well. No, I mean, even in that respect, if it's Ro- Bray Wyatt against Roman, it shouldn't be for the title. Yeah. It should just be a match. But I, I wish but sometimes the they problem. would just do that because, you know, and they've started to do that somewhat sometimes where Bray Wyatt has faced Braun Strowman, like the swap match, right? It yeah. wasn't for the title. And I think they should do that more often where they just face each other. And then, like, let's say... Roman beats Bray Wyatt, then the next time it could be for the title. Yeah. Not this, you know, you're defending the title every five minutes type of thing. And yeah. um, so, but it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens on Raw tomorrow night and see if it sets anything up for. Yeah, definitely for retribution. For next I'm week. I'm wondering then, about what they're going to be doing with retribution in the first place. I don't know what. Exactly. Well, not only that, I'll be interested to see if we hear anything about Sasha and Bailey tomorrow night because they are the tag team champs, so they can travel between brands. 
Yeah, I definitely um, hope that uh, this is what it is. Like, I don't know what tag team that they could face, though. That's the thing, is that it's well, Bailey. Uh, what it called? The Iconics. Yeah. They haven't really done anything with. Um, I'm trying to think, Nikki and Alexa, but then Alexa's like doing whatever. So it's like they only have a certain amount of people that they could probably drop the belts to. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I definitely I'm like knowing that Oscar's now not in the Kabuki Warriors now. So it's like okay, I'm trying to figure out like what type of unless Oscar makes a team with somebody else like Naomi or something, mm-hmm. and then they get the fucking tag belts too, at, because of uh, Bailey losing it. That sets up Bailey and Sasha to go against each other for the women's belt. Mm-hmm. That's what, um, that's definitely what they should do. Doesn't mean that that's what they're gonna do, but like that's what they should do. Yeah. But anyway, I might as well wrap this shit up. If yeah. you guys like uh, any of our content or whatever, you could go to the Heart of Geek. On uh, pretty much all our socials are the Heart of Geek, uh, except for the Twitch channel is just Heart of Geek. If you like any of this stuff, you could go to our Facebook page, comment on it, and stuff like that, and tell us, like, you could give us recommendations for, like, any pay-per-views for us to watch or whatever. And I guess we will talk to you guys in the next video, which will be the uh, payback, I guess, the god-awful pay-per-view that's probably going to happen. Yeah, the next podcast, yeah, will be... Yeah, yeah, so... uh, For that, I guess we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, people. See you later.